Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Credible is an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. What are some of the benefits of refinancing to a lower rate, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. You can save on interest or lower your monthly payment, sometimes both. You can also consolidate all your student loan bills in one place with a lower term, get debt-free faster. Now, here's why you should see these incredible things that they do. You see actual pre-qualified rates, whereas with some online marketplace, you'll get ranges of rates or ballpark estimates. It only takes a couple of minutes to check the rates. You just fill in some basic info like name and address. Most importantly, checking rates don't impact your credit. They're so compensated the best rates, they'll give you $200 if you close the loan with a better rate elsewhere. They never sell your data, so you won't receive spam and phone calls from dozens of lenders. Visit Credible.com slash Dan. That's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash D-A-N. And when you close the loan via Credible, they'll give you a $200 gift card. Fill in a couple of pieces of info to check what rates you are eligible for. Again, that is Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance now and start saving. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Ah, welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We are just watching some video of me dancing yesterday. I was listening to Lizzo, as I normally do, post-show, not to be confused with Post Malone, who I listen to pre-show. Welcome to the program. Already in progress. Boys are here, ready to go. We'll check in with the Dallas Cowboys coming up. Paul Feinbaum will join us. We'll talk about Tua leaving Alabama. And Reggie Miller will stop by. Is Rick Carlisle, the Dallas Mavericks head coach, correct when he says the NBA officials are allowing teams to beat up on Luka Doncic? Apparently, the Bulls didn't get that memo because they didn't beat up on him last night. They tried to, I think, but he beat up on them. But uh, we'll talk to Reggie a little bit later on. By the way, get ready for the Knicks and Lakers coming up tonight. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DPSHOW. Say good morning to our radio and TV partners, uh, BR Live, and also DirecTV, the audience network, channel 239, and our great radio affiliates around the world, 362 radio affiliates, and, uh, of course, Fox Sports Radio and Premier, the great folks at Premier Radio as well. All right, uh, Tua Tonga-Bailoa declaring himself for the NFL draft yesterday. I don't think anyone's surprised. I did find this out yesterday afternoon uh, that Tua was waiting to hear if somebody would. This is the same thing that happened with Kyler Murray. Now, Kyler Murray wasn't injured, but Kyler Murray had signed with the Oakland A's. He got that big signing bonus, but he still wanted to play football. And he wanted to find out if he was going to be a top-10 pick. If he was going to be a top-10 pick, this is from what I was told he was going to go and play football. All I wanted to know is, is there a team that will take me in the top 10? Turns out Arizona was going to take him number one overall. Tua needed to find out if there was a team that was going to take him in the top 10. Like, is he still a top 10 pick? Because he's still got a a lengthy rehab coming up here. Although the scouts will tell you that they'll look at this as like rehabbing a knee injury. Because the hip, 
it, it doesn't happen very often, but the rehab process is going to be like he uh, banged up his knee, he tore up his knee. But Tua got the confirmation from a team, a GM, a you know, scout, somebody did in his family, and I think that that led him to deciding that he was going to go pro. Because I do think that he would, he had conflicting thoughts here. Do I go back? I think he's an extremely bright kid, loyal kid. Uh, you can't help but fall in love with his personality. And I think there's part of him that didn't want to let Nick Saban down. Um, you know, he got hurt, wasn't able to deliver in getting them to the Final Four, wanted maybe another shot there. I think he made the right decision. He'll be a top ten pick. Unless something comes up where these scouts, because he's not going to be at the Combine, you know, working out. If he goes to the Combine, it'll be just to interview. Uh, probably not going to be throwing there, uh, but it might be the medical staff gets their hands on him. And does he want that to happen at the Combine? I think you do a pro day eventually, and then you let, you know, these, these teams get a little closer look at you. But keep in mind, you know, the draft's coming up. You know, when, that's uh, not even at the end of April. Isn't it like April 23rd, 24th? Mid-London? I think so, April 23rd in Vegas. Yeah. So there's not a lot of time here for him to be able to say to the Miami Dolphins or the Chargers or the Raiders, hey, I'm going to be fine here. You might have to look at him and say, he might not be ready to go his rookie year. And that's a, that, that's fine. That's a good thing because let him ease into this let him be totally healthy because we still don't know if any of this is reoccurring. That's that's the big concern, I was told. Is any of this reoccurring? Is the ankle injury reoccurring? Is the hip injury, is it going to be reoccurring? Is it always going to be there? What kind of quarterback is he going to be? Another thing, you get caught up in, and I look at Tua the way I do Russell Wilson. You look at them as running quarterbacks. They're not. They, they just extend plays. Two is not a runner. Like, he has the athleticism to keep a play alive, but you don't look at him. I, You know, believe it or not, I look at Trevor Lawrence as more of a runner than I do Tua. And also, guy, how about this comparison I got? And I know I'm getting sidetracked here, but welcome to the program. Are you doing draft player comps in January? Because I'm all in. I, this I mean, is, but this guy isn't eligible for the draft. He's not eligible this year. We don't care. I know. Uh, I got this draft comp over the weekend because, you know, I, I, I'm talking to this NFL scout. So I said, you know, I, I, he goes, I know you're down on Trevor this year. I said, no, he can't. He couldn't live up to the hype from his freshman year. You know, that that's it. I mean, he's, he's boringly great. Um, and, he, and he goes, you know, here's the comp for him. And I'm going, oh, okay, who's the comp for Trevor Lawrence? And he goes, it's a Manning. I said, Okay, and then he then I could see where he was typing. So you get those little okay. I'm waiting for this one. Is it Peyton? Is it Eli? He goes Archie Manning. Archie Manning, and I went okay. He goes he's tough, he's fearless, and he reminds me more of Archie Manning than he does Peyton and Eli Manning. Yes, Seton O'Connor. There hasn't been anybody tough and fearless since Archie Manning. Really? I, I, I don't know. That's just the way he plays. He plays. <laughs> Tough and fearless, and he's not afraid to, uh, you know, take it, you know, pull it down and run. Yes, McLovin. I don't get why Trevor Lawrence runs so much. I mean, I, I think, wish he didn't. He's got a billion dollar future, and he's out there I running know, all over the place. And he's a huge target. He's 6'5, right? Or 6'6? Six, six. Yeah, I would prefer that he didn't because that's where I go back to Carson Wentz. 
obviously the hit by Judavian Clowney, which I thought was over the top in more ways than one, literally over the top. But don't put yourself in a position to get hit. You're going to get hit enough. If you get four yards instead of six, I'm okay with that. That's what I worry about with Carson Wentz. Is he injury prone? He's prone to put himself in position to be injured. That's the difference here. And that's what worries me about Carson Wentz as we more move forward. Russell Wilson's never missed a game. Because he's smart. He knows what he can and can't do. Deshaun Watson still doesn't know what he can and can't do. Josh Allen, too young to know what he can and can't do. Carson Wentz, maybe he's too young to know. But he should. Because he got injured in that Rams game. And you put yourself in a position where you don't give yourself up. Look, Clowney is going to take a shot at him. I don't blame him. I'd take a shot at you. It's a playoff game. What are you going to get fined? 15000 He's just trying to win a game. And Carson Wentz put himself out there. So back to Tua. And he's going to have to understand what he can and can't do when he gets to the NFL. But they don't, they don't give you – you don't get stars for being brave, for being tough, running over people. Get out of bounds. Slide. Be smart. Whatever happens, too, is going to get a lot of attention in the coming, coming months as he prepares for what he hopes is a long and healthy NFL career. And I like him. Uh, I root for him. That's a terrible injury that he had. And I think if you're the Miami Dolphins, here's the team that I would keep an eye on. The New York Giants, not to take a quarterback, but somebody is going to go up there and maybe say, knock on the Giants' door and say, hey, oh, it's John Gruden. Oh, you got uh, two first-round draft picks and you'd like the fourth pick overall because maybe you're not sold on Derek Carr as your quarterback as you get to Vegas. Hmm, okay. Because Chargers might be sitting there looking at Tua. Or maybe it's Justin Herbert. Uh You know, there's other teams that are going to be interested in, do they go up and are they sold on any of these quarterbacks? Now, I would be nervous with Herbert and Tua. Tua with the injuries and Herbert where he can be unbelievable. But then he can be inconsistent. And and you saw that in the bowl game where he was a lot of fun and made some big plays with his legs. I need my quarterback to make some big plays with his arm and be consistent with his arm. And Tua has the numbers. Here's some things with Tua that you don't know about. He leaves college football as a record holder in a couple of different categories. And you're probably not aware of this because I wasn't. Tua Tonga-Vailoa leaves college football as the career record holder in the following categories. Passer rating, 199.4, whatever that means, McLevin. Yards per pass attempt, just under 11 yards per pass attempt. His touchdown-to-interception ratio is right around eight. Eight touchdowns to every interception. So he throws a touchdown pass every eight passes. Uh, Seaton, it sounds like a stat of the day. Stat of the day. Man. Up in the new year. Stat of the day. Stat wow. Here comes that what? stat of the day. We'll talk to Feinbaum about this. He's been uh, following uh, Tua's decision there and the reason why he probably decided to go pro. Alabama, the cupboard's not bare there. They're going to lose a couple of wide receivers. Uh, 
they have some defensive players coming back, and they've got another five-star quarterback coming in. Yeah, McLevin. Okay, you know a lot about football. If I offered you a million dollars to tell me the highest passer rating in NFL, what does it's out of an NFL, college, and ESPN special QBR? Could you tell me? No. How did he have a one ninety nine? I thought it went up to one fifty eight. I don't. I don't know if college. <laughs> I don't know what they do in college that's different, and and why. You know where I stand on quarterback rating. It's silly. I don't care about it other than do you win, and if you factor in did you win, then I care about it because that's the only rating I care. You know, Ryan Tannehill probably didn't have a good quarterback rating. <laughs> Seventy two yards. No. Yeah. He he's moving on to the next round. That's, but. A lot of people say wins and losses are not a quarterback stat, that some people go too far with that wins and losses for judging quarterbacks. Yes, Stephen. Isn't it weird, though, that Marcus Mariota couldn't just hand the ball off to his running backs and be successful? <laughs> well, I, I, I think he would probably look back on this and go, man, I had a pretty easy job here. Like, I was watching the whole time, and I'm like, why didn't Mariota just give it to Derrick Henry the whole time? He'd be, like, dominating right now. And then they bring in Mariota early in the game against the Patriots. And it's like, uh, we're going to bring him in and we're going to run the Wildcat. Did they just run a more complicated offense with him and then they've sort of simplified it for Well, It feels like they were trying to incorporate the offense that he had at Oregon. Like, let him be that kind of quarterback. And I understand it, but I I just don't think he got better than he did his final year at Oregon. I don't know why my voice just went up there. (laughs) Oregon. 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 Yeah. Well, yeah, not, yeah, not like, love The results aren't different. He was nine and seven the last three years under Mariota. They were nine and seven this year, and they got lucky because the Patriots were on vacation or something in the playoffs. They're going <laughs> to lose just like Mariota. I mean, it's not like Tannehill results are that different. So you don't give the Titans any chance to beat the Ravens? None. None. Okay. That's not really a hot take, though. Actually, I'm nervous. Right? I mean, well, D- Derrick Henry could keep the ball away from Lamar Jackson, but. No, I was. I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh no, I only. I, I just wanted to know what you thought. I was looking for a life preserver. And I was definitely like, I mean, I'm trying to grasp onto the boat to get back on Oregon. I think if uh, the Titans, if the Titans win, then I think you should probably dress as a Titan, right? I'm with you. Dress as a what? What? Dress as a Titan. What is that? What does a Titan dress like? Maybe just. Your whole body is a Tennessee Titan body paint. Maybe you're just your uh, your torso. Okay, I will dress as a Titan. <laughs> well, give me okay, give me odds on this. What, what what's the point spread there? We'll check. Because I'll I'll take the Titans in the points against the Ravens. Your Titans? Yes. Suddenly they're my Titans. Yes, Paul. Can you guess who led the NFL in quarterback rating in the regular season this year? Quarterback who led the entire NFL in quarterback rating 117.5. How many games, though, were required? Uh, is minimum, there a minimum? Minimum of eight. Oh, I was going to say Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> I got to check on a that. A minimum of eight. Led the league in quarterback in rating. QBR. 117.5. And I still don't know what it means. Ryan uh, Tannehill. Oh. Seriously? Ryan Tannehill <laughs> led the entire league quarterback rating. He was a 70% passer. He had 22 touchdowns, six picks. He's a franchise quarterback. Behind him are, are Drew Brees, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson. Kirk D. Cousins. Yes, Todd. Baltimore favored by nine. nine? Over-under is 47 and a half. All right, I'm not interested in the, the over-under. I want no part of this game. I think it's really hard. 
Unless you, do you seem to have a gut instinct that I'm staying? I'm not Wait, going. They have you. no chance. Well, you, you just said my Titans have no chance against Lamar Jackson, who, by the way, is celebrating his birthday today. How old is he? Like 18? 23. Man, oh, man. He's 23? 23. Yes, Stephen. He just turned the same age as Joe Burrow. Right? <laughs> and he's got two years of experience in an NFL MVP. Yeah. Okay. So you don't want any part of that bet? If the Titans win, I will dress as a Titan on Monday's show. But at, but I so you'll be in full uniform, uh, including I, helmet. No, I'm going to dress like an ancient Greek Titan, like the movie Revenge of the Titans. I don't know if you've ever seen <laughs> no, that. No, I, 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 Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the remember, Titans. Remember the Titans. Oh, it, is it? There? Yeah, there's a movie, Clash of the Titans. Oh, Clash! Not Revenge of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Part two. I can try to remember the Titans and Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> the Titans are back. Part three. Revenge of the Titans. Clash of the Titans, the 1978 classic with Harry Hamlin. Good movie. Yeah, great. And then they redid it with Jon Snow. I think played uh, the star character. Hmm. Now they were shirtless in like a loincloth, yeah. and uh, I am not wearing that. Wait, you just said you're dressing up as a Titan if the Titans well, somehow win. All the Titans dress differently, Dan. Okay. All right. Uh, you got a poll question for me today? Oh, we have some hot ones today. Okay, we'll take a break. Then Tim Callishaw will join us. Did the Cowboys actually make the right hire? I know it's not a sexy pick. I know we we're looking at, oh, Urban Meyer, Lincoln Riley. Did Jerry Jones actually do something that's, Opposite of what Jerry, like Jerry Jones, the GM, and Jerry Jones, the owner, did Jerry Jones, the owner, make a smart decision here? And we got to discuss having somebody sleep over. Man, can you imagine if I was interviewing you guys for the jobs here that you have, and I said, hey, but why don't you come over and stay? Stay at my house. Yes, yeah, when you did interview us for this job, you didn't ask us to sleep over. No, I did not. No. I think I asked you if you wanted a beer and some wings, and that was about it. Which is the perfect meeting. Yeah. Come on down and get a beer and some wings. All yeah. right. Yeah. But the fact that you – okay, I've got to take a break here. Yeah. I'm fascinated by this. Like, at what point does Jerry Jones say, hey, why don't you stay over? Why don't you sleep over? And is it a, <laughs> it's not a, is it a stay over or a sleep over? Oh, i got so many questions here. We'll ask uh, Kalashaw the questions as well. All right, 18 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company... Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of Geico for a long time. And in five, four, three, two, one, I'm out. Five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. RockAuto.com. Rock on. 
All the parts your car or truck will ever need. I've used it a couple of times with my uh, 1953 five-window Chevy pickup. Trying to find some parts for that wasn't easy, but I went on rockauto.com. And you're able to find a lot of the parts that you were told dealer only are no longer available. And you're not wasting your time hunting for the parts, phoning, driving, waiting in lunch. You just go to rockauto.com today. Make sure you tell them we sent you, right, Dan Patrick, in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know that we sent you all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. We're just discussing during the commercial break, what is the etiquette of a sleepover, a grown-up sleepover? And I don't know what the etiquette is. It's always weird when you say, hey, why? I don't even know if I've ever said that. I Like if somebody's there and then, uh, you know, late night and you go, hey, well, why don't you just stay over? Yes, Todd. Yeah, you got to use a phrase like, why don't you just crash here? It's late. And, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have a little breakfast in the morning. No rush. You can't use the phrase, want to have a sleepover, bro? Because you can't say that when you're 39. Because the next, uh, res- the only response to that is, let me ask my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, okay, so let's say Jerry Jones sends his private plane, picks up Mike McCarthy. He, he gets to town. There's a driver there, picks him up on the tarmac, and then takes him to Jerry's house, I guess. Then you have dinner. Like, at what point do you say, does Mike McCarthy have his bags with him? And then Jerry, did Jerry say, hey, I gotta, I'll got i have a hotel for you? Did he say prior to him arriving, hey, uh, you know, I'd like for you to, like, he couldn't have said, I'd like for you to stay here unless he was sure about Mike McCarthy being his head coach. I don't like how much planning was involved in this because remember Jim Harbaugh, didn't he have a uh, recruit stay? Didn't he go to some recruits house and stay over <laughs> like without being asked? Yeah. I, I think he just said, that's gotta be a violation. It, that I, I, I'm going to guess it is, but I don't know what the etiquette is here. Yes. I just don't, I don't, there's a certain symbolism to it to me that I don't like. What do you mean? That he's like, Jerry Jones is just reinforcing, you know, I'm the boss. Like, you sleep in my bed. You're going to do what I say. Well, wait. Rephrase that. Not, well, it's a bed in his home. In his home. Yeah. Yes. But it's that's, to me, is like the message there. Yeah. His, his guest bedroom, and you're right. saying, you're in my palace This here. is my house. Yeah. Right. It's just a reminder. It's a very subtle, subliminal reminder wow. that this is my house. Wow. That's a little deeper than I was going to go. Yeah. I was having problems with just, at what point during dinner do you say, want to sleep over? Mike. I think you should sleep over. It's movie night. We can get some popcorn and just sleep over. Yeah, Paul. But I wonder if Mike McCarthy is sitting there and the conversation's going great. They're chatting it up. They're having a few drinks. The cigars on the back porch. Nice in Dallas. And all of a sudden, Jerry goes, yeah, you know, why don't you just uh, stay in the guest room, guest house, and we'll pick this back up in the morning at breakfast before you head home. If you're Mike McCarthy, it's like a job interview. You want to stay in the building as long as you can. You never want to leave the building on a job interview. You just be. In- and I wonder if Mike McCarthy thought, I don't. If I go back to the hotel, I'm breaking my flow here. This is the Cowboys' job. I'm never getting offered this again. But I, when do you get the offer? Like eleven o'clock. There's cigars. There's wine. Wait, have you gotten the offer? No, no. The job offer you've not gotten. I have to believe you got the offer. The offer, then the then the the pillow and the blanket. Yes. Yeah, and then the mint on the pillow. Maybe they just they he agreed to the job and then they celebrated a little too hard and he had to crash. It wasn't a planned sleepover. It was like a. Uh, that's all I really want to know. 
You know, I just want to know the details of the sleepover. Yes, McLovin. See, this isn't like a sleepover, like I'm going to put sheets on my couch. See, Jerry Jones has like the Frank Sinatra JFKs visiting my house pad. He's got like a separate wing for these people. Like it's like better than a hotel. It's not like it's, there's no awkwardness. You're going to sleep at the, you know, you know, like these people have these big houses. They're set up for guests. In yeah, Hollywood, but, they do this all the time. But the odd thing is Jason Garrett was sleeping over as well, you know, because Jerry just can't let him go. That is uncomfortable. Hey, I Mike, I just made the bed for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too comfortable, Mike. You go lie yeah. in now. <laughs> yes, Tom. Now, Jerry's rich, but does he have sleep clothes in all the different sizes that you could possibly be? <laughs> you can't all of a sudden spring it out of a bunch of people so you sleep in his own clothes. I guess you can give him a big but, robe. Does he have, like, cowboy robes and pajamas you in there? strike me as more of a flannel guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Mike, are you a are you a XL or are you a double X? Yes, Harry Cloth. I also don't understand the reports. Florida reported that, that Jerry Jones fell in love with Mike McCarthy at first sight. I've seen a lot of Mike McCarthy press conferences. He's not a fall in love. closed him on the first date, too. Like, wow. What is it about well Mike McCarthy that you fall in love with? He's not the most dynamic head coach. It's just like... Maybe Harbaugh will give it a speech, but Mike, look, how do you follow up uh, your West Coast system in 2011? <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe he just was cooperative with Jerry, and he fell in love with somebody who was cooperative. You don't fall in love. You <laughs> learn to love. Like, fall in love like, like Moonstruck. This is not a passionate affair. When I saw that, it was love at first sight. Like, when he got off the plane, when, when he got into the house— after appetizers? Yes, Paul. Jerry Jones' Dallas home is 14,000 square feet and includes the detached guest home. 14,000 square feet, detached uh, guest home on four and a half acres. Let's bring in Tim Callishon, Dallas Morning News columnist, around the horn contributor. Tim, have you ever been to Jerry Jones' house? Dan, thank you for having me. I drive by uh, the Jones Manor. Frequently. Uh, he lives about a mile and a half from where I do. That's not to suggest we live <laughs> in the same neighborhood. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I live in my town home on one side of Turtle <laughs> Creek. He lives in his whatever that is. I assume it's a beautiful house. There are so many trees, you really can't see it from the street. Do you have details on the sleepover? <laughs> the only details I have are that it may not have happened. So I, I don't want to. I, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. And I did. I did use the word "may" in there. You are the Woodward uh, and Bernstein of sleepovers here. Yeah, okay. I don't know that that really happened. I don't know that it didn't, but I've been told that it may not have really happened. Okay. Do you so, believe that Jerry fell in love with Mike McCarthy at first sight? No, I believe he, I, I believe he fell <laughs> as easy as that is to do, Dan. Uh, I, I believe he fell in love before that. Um, if you if you go back in time here about a week to when Jerry said he didn't care about the process being quick, he didn't care about other teams, he didn't care who they're interested in, that kind of told us, okay, he believes he knows who he is going to get. Now, we all mistakenly – ran off in the Lincoln-Riley-Urban-Meyer direction uh, when it's probably as simple as, hey, Mike McCarthy may interview with other teams, but his agent knows the Cowboys are coming after him and he's not going to take anything until Dallas talks to him. So I think they had, because they interviewed two people, 
you know, obviously they interviewed Marvin Lewis. Hate to say it, that satisfies the Rooney rule. Maybe they had some interest. I doubt it. Yep. But then they interviewed Mike McCarthy, and that's – and a, you know, they don't do anything quick around here. We saw how long it took, you know, to just announce that Garrett was gone. And then on Monday morning, they had McCarthy. So he may have – he may have done an excellent job in the interview, but I think their mind was made up, or they would have brought in more people. But they, and I, I know that I, I criticize Jerry a lot, but in this case, I look at him and say it's the owner and the GM, and usually those are two different people. It's the same person, but two different personalities. It feels like Jerry made the, uh, for lack of a better expression, you know, the safe choice here, a conservative choice. It's not sexy. We were looking for Urban Meyer or Lincoln Riley. But that doesn't mean that they were the right uh, choices here. He still has control uh, if Mike McCarthy's there. He wouldn't have control if he had Urban Meyer in there. And Lincoln Riley, I think, may you know, is better off at Oklahoma. So I, I, I don't know if it's the right choice. I think it's a smart choice to not go with the shiny object there. What do you think of yeah, that? I said I had a thumbs up for this, and my thumb was at about 10 o'clock. So it's, it's leaning a little bit. But it, it's not straight up, but it's uh, it, it's a surprisingly conventional choice for Jerry Jones. Now, I why mean, are you waffling? Why did you waffle on this? Because, I mean, I, they clearly didn't. They did it so quickly. Whatever it was that caused things to really fall apart, not only with the team, but with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, they didn't have time to explore that. So they're basically just saying, we don't care. We don't care that they, he won a Super Bowl early and then never got back to Bud and coached like Jason Garrett in the NFC Championship game against Seattle, made a bunch of mistakes there. Uh, we're just going to take him based on his resume. The resume is great. Nine straight playoffs is great. A Super Bowl ring is great. But why did it go so badly? And why did, why did McCarthy feel – this could be a good thing, but why did he feel he needed to form this whole analytics team – yeah. And, and tell the world, hey, I'm Mr. Analytics now. He's basically saying, look, I know everybody thought I was a boring, you know, kick field goals from the one-yard line, punt on fourth and two at my own, at 50-yard line. Coach, I'm, I'm going to change. Something compelled him to make that change, and I don't think the Cowboys really explored everything that went on with him and Aaron Rodgers. He's Tim Callishon, Dallas Morning News columnist and star of Around the Horn. Do you think they kicked the tires, though, on Urban Meyer and Lincoln Riley? I think they did on Lincoln Riley, and I think they were probably told, once again, Lincoln Riley is fine where he is. And that may have happened a, a couple of weeks ago or some some time ago after after he was done. Uh they may have called. He may have called them at halftime of the LSU game, and said, "Despite what you're watching, I am staying. I'm going to endure this." See, I again. thought that you know Lincoln Riley needed to have an extra day before this decision was made, so he could have called a press conference to say he's taking his name out of the running for the Cowboys. So <laughs> then it then yeah. it looks better. This was just like, oh, they just breezed right by your exit off the highway. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even – you're not getting any extra money out of this one. I still not go back to when, when Jerry Jones said, Jason Garrett is going to be coaching in the NFL next year. Yeah. He didn't say with the Cowboys, do you think Jason Garrett is coaching in the NFL next year, Tim? Um, boy, if that's your Jerry Jones, i got to say. Uh, let me just say this. Uh, well, he's not going to be. A, 
What's left? Cleveland and Carolina? Well, the Giants, but I don't think. No, I, I don't think he will be. I think he'll take a year off. I think he'll be like, not to say he has the same record, but sit out a year like McCarthy, and then when this happens next year, there's six new openings. Two of those teams will be interested in you, and you'll get one of those jobs. I'd be surprised if these teams that have already conducted three or four interviews each are going to jump in on Jason. Although, you know, the rumor was back in whatever, November, that the Giants were interested. So I suppose Mm. he could still get in the running there. But I assume everybody here kind of assumes, perhaps wrongly, that Matt Rule is going to end up in that job. Tim, it's great to talk to you. Are you on Around the Horn today? I am, Dan, and I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, if I win twice a month this year, I'll get to 500. So that's a real push. But you'll never you'll never catch Woody, right? Not without something awful happening that well, I won't even get into. <laughs> what would have to happen? He would have to stop making appearances. That's what that's what would have to happen. We could just say he'd have to find another show. Uh, no, I am ensconced, as we like to say, in the sports writer biz uh, in that number two spot. Is Woody Very solid number? Two. Is Woody Page the Tom Brady? of around the horn. Man, uh, I guess he is, but what if that means I'm Belichick? <laughs> no, know? no, no, no. You're quarterbacks. You're not, you're, you can be We're like all quarterbacks. Favre. All, what am I? So I'm, you're Favre. Favre? Yeah. I'll be Favre. I'll, yeah. I'll live. I can live with that. Yeah. I can be number four. Keep your head up. I, I can deal with that. Yeah. It's now, now you've got to depress me. Now I realize that I could win 15 shows a year for seven years, and if Woody wins any shows at all, I still haven't caught it. Why don't you call your shot that you're going to win tonight? All right. I think I think I got this one because I, I got a good FaceTime plan. So I, I think it's going out. I'm pointing right now. You can't see it. It's right now, but I'm pointing. I'm pointing right now. All right. Well, it's God, God's speed, and, and I wish you luck, and we'll be praying for you. I know you will. Thank, Thank you, guys. Tim. That's Tim Kalishaw. He called his shot. That's all Reality needs. See, the problem is that when Tim does that, Tony Reality watches the show, and then Tony is going to deduct points to start the show with Kalishaw. You're saying Tony's not objective as, no, a, as a host? No, 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 no. Wouldn't Tony want want to make the walk-off call shot happen, a, a special moment in PT, uh, above the horn history? I don't know. I don't know. Plus, Kalishaw buzzkill. Like, I, I thought we had a sleepover. We were having fun. It was a good story. And then, you know, Kalashaw being a reporter. Yeah, see. Would you rather have a sleepover at Kalashaw's house or Reality's? Boom, poll question. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> the old Tim Kalashaw. <laughs> Maybe not the new one. Reality's too hyper. High energy. Oh, my goodness. Tony is so hyper. He'd run in like jogging shorts at yeah. 5 a.m. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. Jogging in place. Egg whites and kale. Here's some avocado toast. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> We'd be doing yoga. Wait, wait, what is that other one, that dance one? Is that like Zumba? Zumba. <laughs> Reality. Reality. Zumba? Reality has got, it's a dance <laughs> workout. <laughs> Tony Reale has as much energy. He's the kind of guy that his leg is always tapping. You know, he's, uh, he's moving. He's, his foot tapping there. Yes, Tony. And every time you say something to you, bloop, 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 like giving you points. You just want to have a normal conversation. Play of the Day is coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show.
Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Oh, my God. The play of the day. Check this out. Five four. Denver trying to get organized defensively. Morris now. Oh, a fake him behind the back, and Trey lays it in. Enjoy this one, folks. This is A+. You don't get any better than this. Right between the legs. Oh, here we go. Off the glass and in. Courtesy of the Hawks Television Network, Trey Young was great. He had uh, 29, but the Joker had 47 and zero turnovers. Only the third center to ever score at least 45 without turning the ball over the other two. Dan Patrick, shut the hell up. And Moses Malone. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Legal Zoom. Start your New Year's, New Year's resolution. With Legal Zoom, you can help uh, some of those things you've been pulling, uh, putting off. Uh, start a business. Uh, will or Living Trust, LegalZoom can help you with that. Use the promo code PATRICK for special savings. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. I just got uh, a tweet, and the question was, Hey, guys, interesting topic for the show. Who should be on the Mount Rushmore of journeyman quarterbacks? My choices are Josh McCown, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Vinny Testaverde, and Brian Hoyer. So journeyman Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Well, I'm going to start with one guy who I think played for more teams than any other quarterback. Do you guys know who this is? He, I don't know. I don't know which face he would be on Mount Rushmore, but he's on Mount Rushmore of journeyman quarterbacks. And he still holds this record? I believe so. Okay. Yes, Paul. Uh, Steve DeBerg. Steve DeBerg. No. Uh, sort of in that era. This quarterback played for eight different teams. Uh, He actually led a team to the Super Bowl, didn't win the Super Bowl. McLovin? Stan Humphreys? No. No. Chris Chandler? Yes. Okay. He he led a team to the Super Bowl? Yeah. And didn't they get blown out in the Super Bowl? Oh, he was with the Jamal Anderson Falcons? Falcons? (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know. Chicago, Falcons. I still, that fascinates me. The Falcons. How do you get a V out of an F, Andy? Falcons. Sounds I, funny. The, the Falcons. It, it's not, it, it may sound funny, but it sounds correct when you say Falcons. I can't, what's the right way to say that city in Illinois? Fast polling. Chicago? Is that something I'm going to say? Yeah, you, go, you give it a Chicago. Chicago. Like it's spelled. Sure, sure. It, so Chicago. It's, so it should be S-H. Chicago. Not Chicago and... The Atlanta Falcons. Fascinating. Fascinating. I got, got you sidetracked there. <laughs> yes, it's like Washington. 
People throw an R in there. I don't know why. Or or Wembleton. Right? They they uh, throw in instead of Wimbledon, it's Wimbledon or yeah yeah, yeah. you know something like that. Yeah. PD. All right. Uh, I don't know who else would be on there. Vinny Testaverde would be on there. Is Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah, yeah. He's on there, right? I, I think he's made it now. My yeah. question about Ryan Fitzpatrick, is he too good to be journeyman? Journeyman, you can't be too good. That said, Ryan Fitzpatrick's never been all pro. I don't have him making a pro ball. Yeah, but look at Vinny. Vinny threw for 50,000 yards. Ryan Fitzpatrick's had 33,000 yards and but, 210 touchdowns. He's got more yards and touchdowns than Trey Aikman. Yeah, but that's... Uh, I, know, I'm just, I know he doesn't have the rest of it. No. But that that's too... It might be too high end. Vinny has a lot of... Vinny Testaverde had a lot of yards, I think, in his career. But it, but I, I if I had the number one pick and the journeyman quarterback, I'd go Chris Chandler. I think eight teams. I don't know if anybody is... How about... I don't know where Josh McCown is, how many teams he's played for. Yes, McLovin. Uh, my guy, Case Keenum's making a run. <laughs> he's been jumping around a little bit lately. He's at like six. Where's he going to be next year? Probably like a high-end backup somewhere. Yeah. Yes, Paul. McCown is the perfect journeyman because he's played on eight teams, and he's like a starter for two years, then he's out of the league. Then he's a starter for a year, and then he doesn't play, doesn't play, then a starter, and then he doesn't play. <laughs> McCown is journeyman in Germany. And J.T. O'Sullivan, I think, had some of those records as the most rosters. Remember the former Saints backup, J.T. O'Sullivan, a kid? Wait, he he's... He's been on more rosters than any uh, other yeah, quarterback. Yeah, but he has not played for most of those teams. Well, like I don't he care. Around. I mean, like he had a record at one point. Yeah, yeah, he didn't play. That's the thing. Yes, he Can I go um, honorary mention for the Mount sure. Rushmore with sure. Matt Castle? Yeah. he's He's been on good, he, what, uh, Patriots, Chiefs, Vikings, Bills, Cowboys, Titans, Lions. <laughs> That's a hell of a run. Uh, Is he on a roster now? Good question. <laughs> Likely. <laughs> Not just 2018. Oh, okay. Yes, McLeod. I JTSL in 11 teams. Oh, my gosh. Did he, did he, over, under, did he start 11 games? <laughs> Probably not, I'll check. Okay, so he's on 11 teams. I don't know if he ever got 11 starts in the NFL. What's the poll question we're going with? By the way, during the live look-in, if you're watching on TV, we're looking at better uniforms, the Vikings or the Saints. Man, the Saints, Saints when they go all black or they do all white, that, that's a clean-looking uniform. That is a sharp-looking uniform. I need to add a little more to the Vikings because it feels like I, I can't do all purple. There's too much purple there. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta break it up a little bit. The Saints uniform, man, that's all, all, the, all of the Saints uniforms. They, I love the color. Yeah, Paul. Anything better than the Saints? Chargers at their best? Yeah, the powder blues are always going to be great. Uh, I think the Rams. Uh, when they do their alternative. Uh, I, I do like the Cleveland Browns. I, I like how that, that brown and that orange it kind of jumps at you a little bit. Uh, and sometimes when you look at a uniform, doesn't a uniform look a whole lot better when the team's good? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Where you can go, you know, I, I'm okay with, uh, you know, Boise State's uh, field because they're winning. And then all of a sudden you go, eh, that blue bothers me now. Yeah, Paul. Is that why the Buccaneers struggle? Because their uniforms are so bad? Well, when they did the creamsicle, mm-hmm. like that fit a team that wasn't any good. But I think it does help. Like the Bengals uniforms, when they were winning, you go, man, look at that. The the, the tiger stripe, whatever they had on their helmet, like it looked okay. And now they, they look like they look a kind of clowny. Do you remember shirt. when the Bengals went from Bengals on the side with the orange helmet yeah. to the tiger stripes? Was that mid to late 70s? 
Does that sound right? No, I think it was later than that. Okay. Yeah. But that was the most boring uniform that you had. That was like, how do we make this boring? Oh, we'll do it this way. And then Paul Brown sort of bring in some of that orange to Cincinnati for the uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, Bill Seaton. Can I throw in another journeyman quarterback sure. real quick? Uh, Brian Hoyer. Yep. He's got the Patriots, Steelers, Cardinals, Browns, Texans, Bears, 49ers, Patriots again, and then Colts right now. That is a hell of a And run. he's not done. And you know what? I think there should be extra consideration considered for considerations considered. Extra <laughs> consideration given to quarterbacks who played for the same team more than once. Mm-hmm. Really, you go from like the Vikings to the Chargers, back to the Vikings, and then Charlie Whitehurst, I think. Or no, not Charlie Whitehurst. Uh, Did Char- Sean Hill. Is, is Charlie Whitehurst, isn't he, is he still dating Jewel? Does that sound right? Did I just, how did I get to that? I don't know. I lost my Us Weekly from uh, 2002. So. <laughs> I got to check. I, I thought that he was dating Jewel. Find out next. There are things that should not be copycat killers. They exist. Those who are compelled to turn bloody fiction into a real-life horror story. He was inspired by the Joker. They do it because the acts give them power and control. The life is to kill. Life imitates art. And unfortunately, so does death. Real from Podcast One, who brought you Murder Made Me Famous, comes the next great true crime podcast, Copycat Killers. Join host Dr. J. Buzz Von Ornsteiner as he analyzes true crimes based on Hollywood hits. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.